And thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. I am your host and the author of one of the pieces you're going to be hearing today, The Grey Knight. You can call me Jack. Well, Season 2 is strumming right along, as you can tell by this broadcast, even if my social media isn't. Apologies for that. It's just that Season 2 did seem to come along with some real-life events for the podcast. Namely to say, I took a little time away from the keyboard, and Allie, who's a natural Australian, is actually in America, and she's having a wonderful trip. So we're a little bit more quiet than we normally would be, especially with all this great content coming out. And speaking of all that great content... Don't you want to get to more of it? I know, I know, I was away for far too long in between the seasons, and you miss me, so don't you want to get back into it? Thank you to everybody who said that they're enjoying the new-slash-returning segments to the podcast as we get more official, as we roll right along. I'm enjoying it very much as well. Reading other talented people's work, it means a lot. Thank you to everybody who reached out to the previous author and who's planning on doing it this week or in the future if they hear a piece that they like, saying that they heard on the podcast, sharing those particular episodes with friends. It means a lot. After all, every single podcast that you share here, well, I know that you're sharing me, but the author who is brave enough to go ahead and allow us to read their work They don't, and it can be a real thrill for them, especially since apparently a couple of them actually have heard of me and are something of a fan. Blush, blush, emoji, blush. Well, that's enough talking about me. If you're curious about my birthday plans or what have you, and you're wondering why there hasn't been a tip show update in a while, it's just because we've been rousting about and having some fun in addition to keeping the work expanding and making the project as fine as we possibly can for you. Hope you're enjoying it like we are. Well, don't you think you should hear the next piece? Don't you want to get right on into it? I know that I do. Today's guest piece involves a woman who's in a bit of a difficult situation. She's literally imprisoned by a man that she figuratively can't stop obsessing over. What do you do when Stockholm Syndrome gets a little bit sexy? Up next, an excerpt from Caged by Clarissa. Wild. We're face to face again. Something indescribable overwhelms me as I stand frozen in a corner, staring at his chiseled body, his V-line, and what's below that. His length bounces up and down the moment I glance at it. I swallow away the lump in my throat when I look up and see him staring, straight, back at me. I know he saw me looking. I'm just... Shocked anyone could walk around like that and not give a shit. But he can. And he wants me to see him. He strides towards me, and I open my mouth, but nothing comes out. My voice fails me. It always does whenever I need it most. Or maybe it's because I'm too shocked to force myself to speak. He's quickly close enough for me to feel his warmth and to see his dark eyes slide all over my body. I stay put like a deer cornered by a wolf. He towers over me as he stands in front of me, his still half-wet body dripping water onto the floor. On to me. 
Droplets rolling down his sexy abs have my mind spinning in circles, his tongue almost dripping out to have a lick. God, what's wrong with me? I suck in a breath when he leans in. I can practically feel his breath on my skin. He grabs a few strands of hair and takes a deep whiff as he's trying to memorize my scent. A low, rumbling noise comes from deep down in his throat. I don't know why, but that just made me tingle. Shit, I don't want to feel this way. Not around him. Anyone but him. His face is still dangerously close to my body, and my breath hitches in my throat when his lips part. My nipples tighten as he blows out a soft breath near my ear. I can almost melt into a puddle right then and there. I can't. I shouldn't. But his lips. God, I've never felt anything like it. Something this consuming should be forbidden. He plants another kiss, this time on my jaw, and my head actually leans back. I can't believe I'm letting him do this, but this is just too... enticing. And for some reason, the need to push back completely disappeared the moment he put his lips on me. It was the same as last time. Only then, he tried to... Suddenly, his mouth is on mine. And just like that, he completely wipes out my conscience, making me forget where we are and why. All I can do is feel, feel him kiss me, feel his hands creep up my dress, feel him cup my breasts and squeeze lightly. I can feel his every ounce of self-control. He wants to ravage me, but be tender with me as well. All these polar opposites of him are driving me insane with lust. I've never felt this before, this need to be swept off my feet, to be taken by him, and to lose control. But I don't want to lose control, not in a place like this, trapped, caged, locked in a prison with a man like him. But he makes me forget everything I am and ever was, reducing me to my most primal self, a woman filled with unanswered needs. I can feel his cock against my leg, swelling with greed, and my body responds with equal desire to be close despite my brain telling me to stop him. I can't. I just can't do anything but be overtaken by his desires and mine. Suddenly, he grabs me by the waist and lifts me into his arms like I'm some kind of princess and carries me off into the room behind the black doors again. I stammer as he puts me down on the bed ever so gently, but I... He silences me with his index finger, replacing it with his lips soon after. He pushes me forward with his mouth, overpowering me and forcing me to lean back on the bed. His hands capture my breasts again, finding my nipples and playing with them. I suck in a breath and let out a moan when he pinches them. The sound winds him up. A smile creeps onto his lips. His dick bounces again, this time against my thigh. But I feel something thump between my legs. Still, it feels so wrong despite everything feeling so good. I don't know him. This place is my prison, and he is part of the reason I'm here. Yet, I can't say no. I can't.
Not anymore. When I look into his eyes, all I see is his innocence and all this, all his greed, his desire to claim me, his need to fill me with his seed. A shiver runs up and down my body as I realize what's about to happen. He's my first, or will be if I keep up this meek act. I can't falter in my resolve. I don't want to get pregnant, not in here. So I place my hand on his chest and push him away. The look on his face immediately changes from excitement to sadness as the guilt washes over him again. I know he feels bad, as if he's letting me down. He doesn't have to tell me because I can see it in his eyes. They're like an open book to me, emotions spilling out like words, showing me that he's torn between taking care of me and needing something more than the oxygen we breathe. I don't want to do this and end up like before, where Serena was taken from her prison and hurt because of my decision. But I know something else that could fix this problem. There are more than one ways to pleasure someone and to give them what they want. And I know just the thing to do. With a flat hand, I push him away from me until he's off the bed, standing in front of me with that huge cock pointing right at me. I gulp at the side of it so close to me, the wetness pools between my legs, but I can't give in that easily. I slide to the edge of the bed and take a deep breath as I see him stare down at me, his eyes all broody and wild. My fingers wrap around his ample length, and I begin to jerk him off. Slowly, with calculated movements, I try not to entice him to pounce me again while giving him just enough to stay. I tell myself I'm doing this because I want to prevent Graham from taking Serena again, that I'm doing this to save myself from the guilt. But that's not the only reason. A small part of me actually enjoys gazing up into his hungry eyes and watching his body twitch with arousal, his body's tightening, his abs flexing. I love how the rivulets of water are still dripping down his body from his neck and how his whole body tenses the moment I apply pressure. A guttural sound escapes his throat. All my pussy thumps again, feeling the excitement bubble to the surface. I don't know why I'm feeling this way, and I know it's wrong, but I can't help it. I just know that I have to do this for all our sakes. At least, that's what I tell myself. But I can't stop thinking about the way he kissed me, the way he touched me, how he's tried to control himself for my sake, even when it became impossible to manage. I don't want him to be my enemy. I want him to be himself. I want him to be ravenous animal he truly is. So I increase the length of my strokes, apply more pressure to the tip, and pleasure him the best I can. Precum drips out, and I wipe it along the shaft to make it smooth as he seems to enjoy it, arching his back to get closer. But then I do the weirdest thing. I actually lean in and press a kiss to his abs. God, he tastes delicious. I couldn't stop myself. I could lick a drop of water and let my tongue slide down until I hit the base, his cock 
tenses, veins pulsing as my tongue rolls over it all the way to the tip. Then I take them into my mouth. I'm stupid, crazy, but I want to do this. I want to feel him come, even if it's wrong. Hey, no, I didn't mean to wake you. Good morning. No, no, not quite. It's late, or I guess it's early. About three? Shh, it's okay. We'll talk in the morning. You're up, up, huh? I told you not to wait up for me. <laughs> it's very sweet that you did. It is. I'm honored. Mm -mm. No, nothing went wrong. Everything went great. <laughs> great. Great is what I mean by great. No. Uh-uh. We promised none of that. No, I, listen, you, you've been amazing about this, you have, but a part of this for me is that it's mine, and you're going to have to deal with that. I know, I know, and I'm sorry for being firm, but I, like you, I love you. And I don't have any feelings for her. None. None at all. She's... She's insignificant. She's a living sex toy. So, what I do with her, how we interact, it doesn't have anything to do with us. And I know that's very hard for you. I do. I know that's going to be very difficult for you to accept. But I want you to try. You have. You have been amazing. I know that this is very difficult for you. You're not this sort. But doing it for me? Being there for me? Well, that you have done. And you've done it so well. I'm very appreciative of you. Would it be okay if I gave you a kiss, or? Better to wait. Okay. Okay. If you think it would help to hear the details, I just want you to consider what you're really doing, the door you're opening, and that you won't be able to close. Because I need to be direct. I need this. I understand it's very far-flung from your normal experience, but going to another woman, getting that new energy out of her, extracting it, taking it into me, that...
I've gone without it. I've gone without it for years, and I've tried to make it work, and it's not about sex. I have less sex this way when I'm playing, when I have a partner and I'm playing around. I have more partners, I have more opportunities, but sex doesn't happen just because there's a hole available nearby. It happens because people are turned on, because they want each other, because they're going to have fun. And, well, when you're having sex with multiple partners, especially multiple partners who aren't having sex with a lot of other people, or anyone else in this case, they don't always feel sexy. And that's okay. I want you to know that you are important. And I don't want you to think in terms like you're the important one. You are important. There is no other relationship. There is no other person. I'm not trying to go out there and get something that I'm not getting from you. No. No, I can't get it without sex. I'm afraid that's not possible. Well, just because sex is involved doesn't mean that it is about sex. Not really. Sex is communication. Sex is touch and sound and tactile. But sex with somebody else that you've never met before? That's not about them. Not really. No. It's about you. It's about how it's going to make you feel to discover them. To see what they really look like under their clothes. To see how they really feel. To see if your guesses were right. And to reveal what you never could have guessed. And all of that is just energetic. Dianetic. It is something you can never get back. What it changes into. It's great. And I love it. And I want it with you. But what I get from it, <laughs> what I get from it is something else. And if it were about sex, hey, hey, if it were about sex, then I would keep having sex with them. But I don't. One time only, and then it's done. And I'm satiated. I feel great. I'm loose. Listen to how happy I am. Listen to how light I am. And it's all because of that energy. One time. And then we never, ever have to think about them again. And it's not like I have to do it often. I went months and months and months without anyone. You have been amazing throughout this entire thing. The only part of it that ever hurt, the only accusation is that when we were discussing this, you implied maybe I was already doing it or maybe I already had. No, I'm not. Hey, hey, I'm not bringing it up to have another fight. I'm not. But I would never do that. 
The whole point of this is to keep it above board for you. Them? Them I lie to. They are disposable at the end of the day, and if you don't like that word, I understand. But it's true. They don't give me something real. Just something temporary. Just something I can use. And then I can keep on going. But only if I tell you the truth. Only if it's direct. What's the point otherwise? You keep one secret, especially one secret this big, it's going to snowball. Because there's no chance you're not going to have to make a second lie to maintain the first. And from there it goes on and on and on. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to cheat. I'm not a cheater. I'm not a liar. I'm not dishonest. I don't have any of those flaws. Not inherently. Not really. And I appreciate that my cock going inside another woman doesn't exactly make you feel special. But it does make me feel powerful and strong and amazing. And when I get to touch somebody for the first time, when they're undressing me for the first time, when I'm undressing them, the look in their eyes, how they shift, how they twist, there's nothing like it. You know it's true. You know that the same thing is out there for you, if you want it. You say no, and you say never. But look at how curious you are about this with me. And yes, it is a deal-breaker if I can't get it. This is a need. The way I feel, what I get from that tactile experience, it cannot be replicated by anything else. Not skydiving. Not drugs. Not power. Nothing compares to it. And when I get it, I get to take it all and bring it back to you. It won't be often. Everything will be above board. You'll always know in advance. You'll always have the same opportunity. If you want it. I will understand. And I promise. It'll be hard for me, too. And you don't have to do it my way, either. That wouldn't be fair. If you want someone you have a real connection with, if you want to see somebody over and over again and be with them, that, that would be hard. That would be very hard for me. I would rather you do what I do. By a lot. But... If it would work for you, then I'd find a way to make it work for me. If it really would work for you, then I'd find the way. Just like you are trying to do. The only two things in the world I need, that I need, are you and this arrangement. So, having said all that, do you really want to know? Do you really? Are you sure? Okay. Okay. Where do you want me to start? 
the beginning. Well, I guess that's a pretty good place. I started with her hair. No. No, I'm not going to tell you how I met her. Just with her hair. We had a couple of conversations, and that was that. I got to stroke it and play with it. And the entire time she was trying to guide my hands down. First she pulled at my wrist with one and then both hands, and she could tug it, but not keep it. And once I realized she was pulling it in, she couldn't pull it. Well, not more than I could pull it back. It was really interesting. She was so on me. She wanted me. She wanted me so badly. She wanted my hands all over her, so keeping my hands in her hair, that was fun. That was very fun. And you can never get it back. If you and I ever play a game where my hands are in your hair, and you try and get them down, it won't mean the same thing, because it'll be you. It'll be a person. It'll be a connection. It'll be my love doing it. It'll be a sex game between two lovers. And I love our sex games. I do. But this isn't that. This isn't that at all. After she realized that she wasn't going to be able to tug me down to get me to touch her that way, she tried to provoke me. She tried to spur me on. She tried to say a couple of things that she thought would incite me. Which again, fascinating. Imagine being alone with someone you didn't know, having sex for the first time, and you go aggressive. That never happens. That's not how it works at all, and it was so much fun discovering it. She started to provoke me, and I smiled. And she smiled back so big. And it was fun. It was fun because she was looking for something and she found it. What if she hadn't? What if she had gone aggressive and it turned me off? But no. She went aggressive and it turned me on. It was hot. It was powerful. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was very good. I enjoyed it. Oh, yes. Very much indeed. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Your heart's going to beat faster no matter what when you hear about this, so... It's okay if you enjoy it. Then, well, then I grabbed her by the throat. Mm-hmm. And I squeezed all the air right out of that windpipe. We were in a kind of chaise lounge, so I got to push her head back against the couch, into the cushion. 
and I got to strangle her with my thighs. No, not her legs. I got to strangle her with my thighs. You breathe from your diaphragm, as well as your lungs. So I poked my kneecaps into her from either side, and squeezed. Sharp pain and the pressure. Well, it made it so I didn't even have to use my hand, and all of the air was rushing out of her. It was labored. Breathing in, painful. But you have to do it. You have to breathe in. You can't die from holding your breath. You can't will it. But you will take it in, even if it hurts, even if it's not much of a breath at all, and you're lacking the capacity. You'll do it to keep alive. And so she did. And her eyes fluttered from fun to fear for just half a second. And then right back to fun again. Right back to really, really enjoying it again. And that, that is when I got as hard as I can be. That is when I got as hard as I am right now just thinking about it. She was so close already. She was right on the edge, just from getting that. She wanted aggression, and then she got it. And then some. And atypical. And without me asking any permission. You know how I always ask to begin a scene with you? Well, she asked by pulling my wrist down, by fighting me. She asked by doing that when we were alone. And so, I just moved in. I got to explore her. When you're just meeting somebody for the first time, when you are not intimate with them, and you're about to be, you will never stop being surprised at where you notice something. You don't want me to compare you to her, but you can't stop it, so here it goes, since you want to rip off this band-aid. Her pussy? Her pussy is much, much more pungent than yours, and because you're going to ask a thousand worrying questions about it, that's all you're going to get. Pungent. Good, bad, up, down, doesn't matter. That's the word, and the only word you're going to get. Because while you didn't agree to this, this is how this works, since I've never ever told anybody about my one-offs. You get to hear about it once after the fact, and that's it. No questions, no follow-up, nothing of the sort. Do you understand? Uh-uh, this is not open for negotiation. You are already getting more than anyone else, by far. You want to hear about the partner? You get to hear about the partner once. That's it. Her pussy was much more pungent than yours. Long before I even pulled off her panties, I could smell her. Your pussy's much hotter. I can feel your heat. But her I could smell. She was wet. 
reminded me of all the articles and all the tidbits I'd ever read about animals smelling women, about how women have to be careful around animals on their menstrual cycle. And I understand it. Because I didn't particularly love the smell of her pussy, not any more than any other woman's. But it being there, it being so available, well, you better fucking believe that it turned me on something fierce, something amazing. I dug in. Mm hmm. I dug in hard. My fingers became like talons when I grabbed her thighs and spread them open. I leapt off her and advised her legs to a more accessible position in one moment. And then my thumb grabbed into her inner thighs, and all eight of my fingers grabbed onto her outer thighs, and I squeeze. I wanted to squeeze her like I could get more juice to come out, like something about that smell was finally going to make everything okay. Mm -hmm. Like it was going to take all the pain and all the doubt and everything away from me. That first time pussy. Pussy that you've never gotten before, that you were not expecting, that you could not count on in any way, and wants you, and wants you so badly. There are a number of ancient traditions where you are asked to sleep with a stranger, not exchange a single word. Let the sex speak for itself. Let it be its own experience. Don't let it come from something fun. Let it be its own fun thing. And that's exactly what it was to people wanting to have it. By the time I ripped her fucking panties off, she was just about on fire. The anticipation, it was rolling through her. She was breathing in and out like an industrial age machine, hot. And when I grabbed her fucking tits, when I poked through her nipples, when I pressed them down against her body so much that it hurt, it's the only time she took her eyes off me for the entire duration. She snapped back right after that. You don't want to know about her tits. If you saw them, if you saw a picture of her, you would burn up just like she was. And I don't want that. Look at how much that turns you on. That is what I'm discovering now. You really like hearing about this, her. You didn't know it either, and you can deny it all you want. But I know arousal when I see it, when I hear it. My God. I feel just as powerful now as I did in that room. This, this is new. And if you deny it, if you pout and shake your head, 
I think that might just be even more fun for me somehow. Hmm. Next, I opened her up. I used my palm. I pushed it on the base of her pussy and rolled it up until the slick was dripping down my forearm. The base of my palm on her pussy lips, pushing them up and in. Yes, it hurt. That was the idea. She showed me she wanted to be dominated. She showed me that she wanted pain, and so I gave it to her. No consent. No requests. No talking about it. She wanted it, so I gave it to her. So I pushed into her. I pushed her into herself, her own pussy lips dipping just gently into herself. And when I got above her clit, oh, she was thankful that her lips were there to cushion it. She racked her back, arched it, shook her shoulders, and put her arms out in both directions. Oh, that's a lot of pain. That's a whole lot of pain. And yet, she seemed to love it more than any touch, more than any touch I'd given most women. I ripped the fucking panties off her next, tossed them aside, put two fingers inside her pussy, and hammered away until I could get a third. Then I brought my thumb up, I moved it around her clit, and made her come. The come was easy, very, very easy. She orgasmed like nothing. Then, when she was recovering, I stood up, I grabbed her hair with my left hand, and I flipped her over on the couch. The noise that she made in protest, in shock, that would be enough to get me to stop with you, even if we had agreed, even if that was the scene. Hers was terror. Terror. Real terror. Just for a second. And then it was done. And then, it was over. No, not the session. Her protesting. It began and ended. Her terror. It blinked in and out of existence. But the reaction had on her body, her pussy, now that stuck around. That, well, that was causing her to be wet. Slick down her thighs. And that caused me to finger her pussy again. Three fingers, and it hurt, and it was tight. But as she got closer and closer, I slipped my pinky in. She said no. And then she opened up further, and then she leaned forward, and then she pushed herself down on my still fingers. And she was so wet, it literally slid down enough that I could scoop up cum, pre-cum, with my thumb. And then slide it into her asshole. She stiffened up 
as I did. Her arched back became perfectly straight. She became rigid, and a low, bestial moan came out of her, all as I slid my thumb in. I don't know if I was her first experience of her ass, or if I was her hundredth, but she hadn't had it in a while. And you do know how big and thick my thumb is, especially to that second joint. But she took it, because what else was she going to do? She signed up for it. She was there. She didn't know me. She wanted the experience. And she was getting it. That first time, there is nothing like it. It's not about the other person at all. Just how it makes you feel. They don't exist. You might as well consider that she's not around at all. Because she isn't. We met in the middle of nowhere. She is a nobody to me. I assure you, we will never, ever speak again. And every time I think of her, every time I think about her body, and what I did to it, Every single time, I'll take that energy and I'll apply it to you. Because you deserve it. I'm going to look away. I'm going to turn my head. And I'm going to describe the rest of this. And if you should touch yourself, like I think you want to, you're the only one who's going to feel shame about it. I'm not. I'm just going to feel turned on. If that should happen. I think she was afraid that I was going to try and go right up her ass. The way she reacted when my cock came up her thigh, she shuddered and she shifted. She had already come twice. And I hadn't let her touch me. Not really. Not in any significant way. Her clothes were practically off her. And I was fully dressed. My cock just coming out of my jeans. The tension stopped or shifted into something else when my cock brushed the underside of her slit. When I began to saw back and forth, she began to purr and eased against me. You would think that my hand hadn't been anywhere improper, because when I grabbed her hips with it, with them, wrapping it around her stomach, pulling her in against my cock to make it so that she could slide back and forth, drip her cum all over it. Hmm. When that happened, she came so willingly, so easily. It was fantastic. Just a moment before, she was tense and afraid, yelping and mewling and saying no. 
and now she was rocking against me like I was life itself. I began to saw in and out of her. And finally, I motioned the tip of my cock up. I pulled my right hand back to grab the base of it, and I pushed gently into her. Her pussy was already aching after all, and that's before my cock even began to slide in. I love it when that happens. I love it when pussy hurts for me, and I get to feel it tremble in both ways, when I get to feel the pussy tremble in anticipation, in pleasure, in desire, but also out of pain and frustration and doubt. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Of course you can. All the pain that women go through in life, all the pain of childbirth, yeah. You can take this cog after too hard of a finger-fucking. And so, I grabbed her. Oh, not like before, both hands now. Both hands splayed fingers out wide on her stomach as I began to push in and out of her this time, not just with the top of my cock, but all of it. And she was so tense, and she was so full even before I was all the way in her. And I slid, slid, slid down, all the way down to the base of it. Mm. And then I began to pull out. And that natural rhythm and that natural consequence began. It took a dozen or so strokes before she relaxed. Before she really let me all the way in and out easily, not gripping too tightly, not pushing too hard. Another half dozen and she began to sway. Miss, this is where I begin to feel very powerful. I read that your average sexual session has 100 strokes in it, 100 thrusts in and out. And women, they tend to expect that to be true. They get somewhere around the latter half of the century and they start pushing back, hard, hips coming down, bobbing up, because this is it, do or die. But I, I last a little bit longer than that, don't I, darling? So, she begins to push, she begins to really try and milk her own orgasm out, it's not about me. I'm just some faceless fucking individual behind her. It's about how the new person makes you feel. But I'm coming along with her. As she lurches forward, so do I. As she moans and leans forward, my front begins to cover her back, and I thrust in more Harder, faster, deeper, deeper, deeper. And I'm pushing, and I'm pulling, and I'm constricting, 
and I'm not thinking about any of it. I'm not thinking about the room we're in, how remote it is, who we are to each other, you or anyone else. If I cheated on you and I fucked another woman, if I snuck around and did it behind your back and you discovered, if I said the words I was thinking about you the entire time, baby, it'd be nice. It'd be a lie. Because even though I thought about you on the way there, and even though I thought about you all the way back, I was not thinking about you then, your pussy, your face, how good you are to me, or any of the rest. I was thinking this feels amazing. I feel amazing. She's going to come and she thinks you're about to as well. And you're not. You're getting close, but you're not going to come. You're going to make her come all over your fucking cock. And after you do, you're going to keep pounding her, that poor fucking pussy. She might yell no, she might yell stop, she might just fall into a fucking puddle. Because you're going to hammer her harder and deeper still. She's going to come, and you're just going to keep pushing. You'll slow down for a second, but then you'll pick it right back up again, and you'll start shoving into her. You'll start really opening her up. Really opening her up. And there it is. More and more and more of her. And I took it. I followed it. I followed every impulse down until my thoughts, they became hot, worthless, trash, nothing more than grunts inside my own head about how good it felt, about how good she felt, about how much I needed it, and there I was, building up more and more. I could feel her. Her cum was literally starting to fall down my cock. She was gasping for fucking air and flailing her entire fucking core so that she could get just a little bit more of me, so that it would be just a little bit deeper, so that she could get every last centimeter of the experience. She'd already come three times, and there I was, right on the verge of the first. This was the best fucking hookup she's ever had. And I knew it. Every fiber of my fucking being knows it. Right as I shove. Right as I push with everything I have, I pull her against me and I tilt my own torso back. I try and dive in as hard, as fast, as ready as I can. I don't give a shit about her. I don't care if I'm using her face as a punching bag. No. She can be hitting those cushions left, right, and in between. She could be turning fucking blue. It's about the sensation. She would give me everything because of how fucking good I felt. Even not knowing her. Even having no connection. And god damn it if that isn't a connection in its own right. Because her body wanted mine. Her body wanted mine so bad that I had to fucking come. I had to make her come. I had to feel it mix. I had to feel it seep out of her. And I did. I pushed harder and harder and harder. And that's when I was ready. You hear how turned on I am now? That is nothing 
compared to how fucking turned on I was. I was there. I was there. I was there. I was ready. I was ready. I was ready. I was ready. And I pushed, push, 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 push. Yes, 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 yes. Until I came so fucking deep inside her. I thought for sure my cum is not going to fall out. It came out of me in three different waves, two main ones, and then an aftershock, which was delightful. When my cock splurts, my entire lower anatomy seizes, my balls squeeze together, my asshole, my cheeks, they come up and they tense. And I feel it all and Every splurt I send inside a woman. And all three were amazing. And after a minute, maybe two, pulled out of her, soft as could be. And I put her on her stomach, lay her right there, gently. And then I said, Give me my fucking cum, you whore. She hadn't said a word, but she said what? Her head shifted to me and her eyes were narrowed. She was afraid and she was angry. And I said, give me back my cum, you fucking whore. You don't deserve it. It's not for you. That's for my baby. She asked what again, in fear, in despair. She knew that no answer was going to satisfy me. So I said it again. Give me back my cum. And then I brought my right hand down against her ass cheek so hard, she screamed. Screamed louder than when her pussy was on fire. Because this was pain, and this was fear, and this was surprise all at once. She tried to get up, but I was too quick and too strong. I pushed her down with my left hand, and I slapped her right ass cheek. She tried to get up. She said stop, but I pushed into her spine. And I slapped again and again and again until that couch cushion was soaking with our cum. She resigned herself somewhere about halfway through, her mouth against the cushions, moaning. Hmm. When I did rise up, when I did tuck my cock away, put it in my pants, and zipped up, that's when she started to come out of her shell a little bit again. That's when she asked if it was great. I didn't respond. I was just gathering my things. And she said that she enjoyed it all. Every last part of it. I opened the front door. And that's when her tone changed. It became a little bit sharper and she said, except for the spanking at the end, I didn't love that. 
I went halfway out the open door. I turned around. I looked her in her eyes, and I said, That was my favorite part. I looked at her for a moment or two, and then I closed the door and did not look back. Now, do you really want me to treat you like that? Or do you just want me to have that kind of fun and come back and be relaxed and satisfied and ready for you? Because however well you tried to hide it, however quiet you were just now, I know how much that turned you on. And if you want, I can tell you another story soon. Just as soon as we can make it happen. Well, don't ever say I never teased you. <laughs> don't say that I never tried to, through this podcast, reach through the audio channel, grab you by your pretty little pigtails, and tug on them until you knew I was flirting with you. Because after this episode, I think it's guaranteed that you've been teased. Here's hoping that you did enjoy that. Just a little bit conversing about another woman. Once again, that was called You Want to Know What She Was Like. And I do hope you enjoyed. Speaking of enjoying me, it's time for me to enjoy you with a little bit of question time. Hi, Jack. Hello. I hope you're doing well. Thank you. I am loving the new season's layout and the streams that are happening at the moment. They are such a joy to listen to, so thank Hooray. you so much for doing them. I'm I so glad. They're brilliant. But anyway, on to my question. I was wondering if you had any weird food combinations. For example, I get a lot of stick for dipping my toast into my tea or my fries in my milkshake. So do you have anything like that that people just sort of wrinkle their nose at? Ah, gosh, that's a great question. I'm something of a picky eater, uh, and so I've always gotten in trouble for that, and that is that I like food to be fairly plain. A great example that I can give that doesn't get too much feedback, uh, or pushback, I should say, uh, is pizza. Generally speaking, I want my pizza, whether uh, I'm having it vegetarian or not, I prefer vegetarian pizza, generally speaking, uh, I prefer my pizza to have one, two, three, maybe four toppings. Occasionally, I'll get five. And if everybody else uh, at the table is getting a supreme pizza or whatever, I'm perfectly happy to do that. I will enjoy a supreme pizza uh, very much. I'm not being put out. But generally speaking, I want to enjoy the taste of the thing. And so the more you drown something in sauces, uh, in additional spices, especially very overpowering uh, spices to me like cilantro, uh, it, it, I just tend to, to go away from that. Uh, sort of cuisine. Boy, I'm rambling like a like, like I'm about to be found guilty of something. Food brings that out in people. It brings out the childness and the insecurity uh, in anybody. And if you don't agree, just read recipe comments online. You'll think you're talking about genocide. It's pretty nuts. Um, I'm trying to think of specifically. I, I'd say ketchup on eggs. I've gotten. 
Uh, I don't always put ketchup on eggs, but sometimes if I'm having like a scrambled dry eggs or what have you, uh, and uh, and they're just they're you know like at like at a hotel continental breakfast or something, and they're a little dry. Yeah, absolutely. I will put a dab of ketchup on them. Uh, I've gotten some. Uh, I've gotten some frustration for that one. A food that I don't like that is nearly uh, universally well regarded is poutine. For those of you who don't know, it's a Canadian dish in which French fries, uh, very good, are sort of drown in uh, mayonnaise and a kind of uh, brown gravy. Uh, some people really, really love it, and I, I personally think it's the devil's food. French fries are already very good. You don't need to do that. However, there is something called – you can hear my mouth watering. There is something called uh, Southwestern poutine. Uh, that's not what anybody calls it but me. Uh, chili cheese fries, and that I love. And that's taking uh, fries – just your your regular fries or uh, so the southwestern style papas, which is kind of like little square, uh, little not tater tots, but like little square fries. They're very good. Um, you take those fries. You can hear my mouth watering. I, I haven't had it in a while. <laughs> Trying to slim down for you guys. Um, but uh, you, you take those french fries, you take those fried potatoes uh, as a base, and then you put uh, blended Mexican cheese, four, four cheese, four Mexican blend cheese, uh, and uh, some uh, some beans, typically speaking. And you basically kind of make a nacho, except instead of corn chips, uh, you make it with uh, potato base, uh, lots of green chili, lots of uh, like cumin and that sort of spice in there. Very, very good, and I love that. And when I've eaten that in front of people not from the Southwest, people who don't know a lot of burritos, uh, who every burrito they've ever had had rice and beans and meat in them, which is very confusing to people around here because uh, that's like a burrito supreme. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a real meal, man. Sometimes you just want to grab a burrito. Like not, that's, a, that's the equivalent of making every sandwich a Monte Cristo. Like, well, no, you, you don't have to do it like that, baby. Um, Wow, I really talked about burritos a large amount here, and hopefully, uh, between the guest piece and my piece, you were all really into it because uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that was a very good answer. I'm sending you the biggest cut ever. I'll see you soon. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. I'm so sorry for cutting you off. Jody, thank you so much, and thank you for all the kind words. Coming up next, we have, I believe it's a first-timer, Crystal. Oh, hi there, Jack and ladies. It's Crystal from Texas. Hello, Crystal from Texas. Long-time listener, first-time talker. Hey! Yeah. Um, I only really have one question, and it's kind of a two-parter. Um, what has been the funnest thing to record recently Ooh. and the most difficult thing for you to record recently. All right. So I'm going to give a glib answer. Uh, the most fun that I've had recording recently was the most recent spanking one because I didn't have to do any of the spanking. Uh, just, I'm sorry to let you guys in a little bit of the vibe on that one. That was in fact, Allie. <laughs> and she recorded all the spanking for me. She was my Foley artist. So that was the most fun. Okay. So now that I've got the glib answer out of the way, uh, because you were so brave and wonderful to take the time to send in a question. Here's a, a very real one. Uh, towards the end of, I'm so bad with titles and I apologize for that. Towards the end of season one, I did a man sounds audio. It's approximately an hour long. And I did legitimately come all three of those times. And I did le legitimately record that in one set. And that feels great. I did trial run three, I believe, towards the tail end of 2017. Uh, it's been a while. And I've been trying to do trial run four, which is me masturbating four times in one unbroken session. I haven't been able to do it. 
I set up a goal, a fitness goal, uh, a kind of just general regimen about my mind and where I wanted to be when I started season one, because of course you're looking at it and it's about 90 days every season, which is kind of perfect. Uh, you know, just short of 100 days. You can do anything, just about anything for about 90 days. Just about any person can do just about any task for about 90 days. That's about the amount of time that we can strand people at an Arctic research facility. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody was going to get sent to jail for three months, you would be able to deal with that. You would be able to be the person in jail for three months, wouldn't you? I think so. Uh, so just about everybody can do something for 90 days. And so I set myself up, uh, for this regimen that said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really, really good going into season one, uh, with my eating, uh, cause eating out had kind of gotten out of control. It was my one, like, vice besides weed that I was allowing myself to dip into. And I was starting to eat out in 2018. Uh, or order in and eat out combined between two, three, four times a week every week. And that's just too much. That's just too much. No judgment if that's where you're at because I used to travel for work and I literally, uh, in my 20s, uh, when I was traveling for work, sometimes would eat out every meal. So no judgment. But for where I want to be right now and my goals, I wanted to, to work out. Wow, I'm really trying to push myself. I wanted to be... Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to be in a better place. I wanted to begin this new season system and say, I want to get to the end of season one and be in a better place, a better 90 days than I am at the, when I'm going into it. And so I set it up thinking, well, I'll, I'll make episode 14 the man sound one then, because there's always the occasional man sound one. There's not one this season because we're doing so great. Uh, but... I set myself up for it saying, we'll go ahead and we'll record that for episode 14. But that's not obviously uh, the kind of audio that you need to, to bank the most time for. You just need to set yourself aside for 30 minutes to two hours by yourself uh, uninterrupted, basically. Yeah. And as I was progressing through season one in my 90-day little challenge of, of not eating out so much, of, of uh, more green smoothies, more rice, more beans at home, yada, 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 I felt really, really good. Starting around week four of me on the, on the regimen, which was about uh, week two of the podcast or so, I started to feel fantastic. Uh, and so I actually bumped it up from the last episode, figuring like, I don't know if I want to leave on a me just coming and going like, thanks, thanks, everybody. Hope you come back. Like, I'm, I guess I want to leave on a story more than that. And I felt so good that I bumped it up a week, right? I bumped it up, this thing that I hadn't been able to do, which was come four times uh, in a single audio. Now, obviously, I, I didn't come four times. I could have gone for it, and maybe I could have gotten it. But the but the feeling I had at the time after I got to three was, eh, we're good. That's okay. That's okay, champ. We can We can go ahead. We can, we can cut the engine and uh, let the residual drift power take us from here. <laughs> uh, ain't that the way of things? Man says he's going to rock you all night, but then he gets a couple orgasm and he says, Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Hat tip. And he leaves and you go, What? He wasn't even wearing a hat. Where did that come from? <laughs> it's one of the dumbest jokes I've ever done. I hope you went along with me. And uh, if you have a crush on me, you probably smiled the whole uh, way through it. Uh, so that would be the most fun, the most challenging thing recently. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say what piece it is because I think that that will maybe knock it down. But there's a piece where I had to be like super serious. 
It was just, I had, like, that's just how it was written. And it's a super serious piece. It's a super, I'm a big serious narrator in this piece. Uh, And I had to do it. I was not in the mood for that. I was not in the mood for that when it came time to record it um, at all. I wrote it. I let it digest. I came back to it like two weeks later, <laughs> three weeks later. I was in a very different place. It was it was just genre writing, you know, uh, and I had to be an authoritative voice. And so I sat down and I grumpasored it out. Uh, and I, I did. I knocked it all the way out and I got done with it. And I went right back into not, <laughs> not being at all in that mindset at all. Uh, and in between, in between, you know, takes because things go wrong sometimes, uh, when you're recording, just listen to this. Sometimes things go wrong in between takes. I would, I would say like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say like a line of what he said, but I would say the same thing in like a higher, like dumb voice when I wasn't recording because I thought the character was kind of dumb. (laughs) I thought like this character is just having a tantrum. Ah, what a dumbass. And so he would say, I'm just trying to invent something now, like, I don't know, like, I will show you the meaning of pain. And then, like, I, like, would mess that up. And so, like, when I was resetting my my schedule and all that, I'd be like, I will show you the meaning of pain. Like, I don't, (laughs) fuck off, dude. (laughs) Settle down with that shit. (laughs) You're a voice on a podcast. That's how it feels sometimes. You can't do anything to these women. I will destroy you, and you will know. You will know. And then you can just always just hit click. <laughs> what do you care? <laughs> uh, we have fun here. Hopefully you had fun with this particular question time. Boy, did I ramble. I got two short questions that were very straightforward and easy. And uh, look at the fucking plunge that I took. All right, we're just going to finish up with these last couple of seconds here. Not going to cut her off early. Um, that's all for me. Have a fantastic birthday, and I'll see you all in the Discord. Thank you so much, Crystal. Uh, it really does mean a lot, and I appreciate it and you very much. That birthday remark, well, uh, it's true. There is a big old birthday show. We're going to go for at least three hours. That is Saturday the 17th at 4 p.m. Eastern on my Discord server. You can find a link to that on graynighterotica.com. It's on one of the tabs there. You can also find it. I'm going to be pinning a tweet to my Twitter that has a link that you can come on in and say hi at any time. It is where I hang out. If you want to hang out with me, if you want to get a, a rant or a, a story uh, or, or just generally be around where I'm at, most of all online, it is the Discord server. It is a very friendly face. Every single uh, new woman that comes through and says hello to me in DM makes a remark about how nice and how wonderful of a community is and how well it reflects upon me. And I agree with all of that except for the last point. Uh, I had very, very little to do with how amazing uh, the women around the server and around me are and how, how amazing you are to me. I hope that you are just like the ladies who called in today and that you're enjoying this new format, that you're enjoying a little bit of extra content. It is no real strain, as you can hear. Uh, there's a little bit of kinks. There's There's been some travel and some reset schedules and uh, maybe things are coming in uh, a little bit later. <laughs> Than, than either party would like as we're putting this podcast together. I admit that all that's happening, but I'm still having a lot of fun with it, and I hope you are too. And 
as I get more energy, as I expand, as I grow as an artist, as a person, as a man, I I hope that you uh, that you come along with me, come along for the come along for the journey. Please keep your questions coming. Uh, I will respond to them as you can hear. I'm doing pretty well with them this time, and I'm enjoying them. Uh, the way that we're doing things now, I still have no idea what the question is. I just know it's safe, and so now I show up for the questions all relaxed and loosey goosey, and it's much more enjoyable. It is for me. I hope it is for you. I hope you're enjoying everything. One last time, that's a pitch for the server if you do want to hang out with me and uh, all of the most adamant ladies of the night. Uh, they are on the server, and they are lovely, and you can just lurk and be shy. That's what the vast majority of people do. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much again. This was Season 2, Episode 2 of the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. Uh, one more time, uh, thank you so much to Miss Wild uh, for letting us go ahead and read Caged. A lot of fun there. That is on Kindle Unlimited. I will see you next week with just a little bit of a tease. If this week was too much for you, don't worry. Next week, we're going to have a new place. We're going to have it all to ourselves. It's going to be very vanilla. And I want to see you for the christening. See you then next week. Bye-bye.